Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we're done talking about Russell Wilson. Uh, let's talk about this matchup between the Broncos and the Titans. And I thought it was interesting yesterday. We talked to Nathaniel Hackett, um, and obviously he's trying to improve some things, what they're doing offensively. Uh, but he said he's talking about this match matchup, and we have the audio uh, that I'll play real quickly, and then we'll dive into what he said, uh, just about the physicality. Nick, uh, of the Titans. I mean, they're one of the more, more physical teams in the NFL. Obviously, that comes from Mike Vrabel, uh, who's, you know, become one of the better coaches in the NFL. Uh, they're winning close football games. They're able to run the football. They're really physical on defense. So here's Nathaniel Hackett talking about that and why they have to also be physical this week if they want to be in the game. Whew. I mean, you said, it. I mean, they're they an unbelievably physical football team. Uh, that's what they pride themselves on. That's how they run the ball. That's how they do everything uh, from defense, offense, and special teams also. I mean, they bring it, and uh, it's something you point out to the team. You let them know that these guys are going to bring it every single down. Uh, they love contact. They love being physical. They pride themselves in that. And it's a challenge for our entire team to go against a very, very good fo- physical football team. Nick, when you're heading into a game like this, and you know the Titans are going to bring the physicality. Do you get a little bit more juice, or what's maybe your mentality as a player heading into a game like this where you know the team that you're playing is is going to be one of the more physical ones you play all year? See, I'm the right person for you to ask this question, too, because I I love these old-fashioned slugfests. You're getting toe-to-toe in a ring, and you're going to give them the best shot, and they're going to give you the best shot because this is one of those nine-on-seven games. What I mean by that, that means that it's nine uh, offensive guys for seven defenders, and you know they are running the ball downhill, so I hope your insurance policy is paid up because you want to make sure that you're not one of those guys that get run, that's being run over. You want to make sure that you establish the physicality associated with this game. And this is what it's going to be. It's an old-fashioned slugfest because Malik Willis can throw the ball. They can use RPOs. He's still able to get around the edge. But this is a Derrick Henry type of game. And when you look at the Broncos over the season, they started out in uh, tops as far as being great against the run. And then they've slowly matriculated down to be in, the, in, in that bottom 20. And that's due because the Brees Holmes run, uh, giving up 179 yards to Travis Etienne and then giving up maybe, what, 200 yards or something like that to Josh Jacobs. Those three games have now put them in the bottom as far as stopping the run. But if you are a guy on the Broncos' side of the ball defensively, you should take this as a challenge. They're saying that, hey, the Titans are more physical than you. This team doesn't have identity. You talk about Mike Vrabel. I mean, they are just embracing his mentality. What mentality – does the Broncos have, and can they embrace Hackett's mentality? We don't know what that identity is, but guess what? Here's the great thing about football. We're going to find out on Sunday, George. We're going to find out on Sunday. 
Exactly. And and this is a big one um, for them. I mentioned it earlier. But, Nick, I wanted to ask you, uh, you mentioned those three games. When you, when you watch the games back or when you even watch them live, what's the biggest issue that's keeping the Broncos from being better against the run against those teams? Is it a defensive line issue? I know we talked about a lot about the edge guys earlier setting the edge, you know, not running up the field and letting that guy go by. Um, you know, is it the linebackers? Is it safeties coming up and feeling better? What is it that you're seeing that you're like that's what needs to be fixed uh, to help stop some of these run games? Well, basically what it is, George, it is a problem that is fixable. It's the fact of guys being pushed out of their gap and knowing how to fit up on the run properly. And I know that sounds really crazy because you have so many guys with so much football experience, but you have to walk through it. These are the things that you have to walk through to show every guy where his help is going to be. So he feels as though if a gap opens up and he's thinking, well, I'm expecting Draymond Jones to be in that gap. He's not in that gap. And if you're DJ Jones, you can now try to put your face in that gap because here's what happens. Draymond Jones recovers, and now you got two guys in the same gap, and then Derrick Henry or any one, any one of these good running backs in the league, they're going to find that hole. That's what they're trained for, and that's how they've, they've been groomed over the years. So it's just simply know your defense, know where you need to fit, and basically it's simple. I mean, Bill Belichick said it best. Do your job. Right, right. Well, and and – you know, I, I look at this this defensive line, right? And DJ Jones has had a good year. Um, you know, Mike Purcell is going to have to play well on, on Sunday. I feel like he's had a pretty good year. Draymond Jones um, is having the best year of his career. I mean, he's a guy that I think is going to have to have a really big game on Sunday too. Who are some guys up front that you're like, if the Broncos win, blank played well. This guy played well and help the Broncos win this football game who are some of those guys that you would put in that blank spot and say yep that guy played great that's why the Broncos won well I'm going to start with Draymond Jones and DJ Jones and these are the two Broncos run stuffers and knowing as though Derrick Henry wants to run the ball in the teeth of the defense to soften them up and just kind of break their will this is where you need those two guys to be great and I also throw this in there because we're still talking about the defensive line and I don't know what the combination is going to be outside the numbers, the two outside linebackers, but those guys are going to have to work well. You talked about it earlier. Play your responsibility, set a hard edge, because you not only have to worry about Derrick Henry George getting outside, you do have to worry about Malik Willis and those RPO plays get outside. They use that well against Kansas City. Had a couple of runs. Were not successful right away, but when Malik Willis started pulling the ball, they had to, to kind of to, uh, think about, well, we need to stop him as well. So that's going to be that whole D-line. But more importantly, it's just those two guys. Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, we need those guys to have a great great game, hitting, shedding, getting off the pocket, and harassing you know Malik Willis. And hopefully they can force him into some bad plays, and maybe the Broncos can now change things when it comes to that turnover differential. Speaking of Draymond Jones, uh, did you see his comments yesterday when he was asked about um staying in Denver long term I was over there uh, when, he, when he talked about but did you see his comments well you know what I saw the comments I, I was talking to Jonas Griffin so I was doing a little ear hustle and when I heard the comments quickly my head just kind of turned that way like squirrel and they said well oh that's during my drones of uh, speaking but you know what 
in these situations, you know, guys always ask about his contract. Do you want to stay with the team? Do you want to be with guy, a team long-term? And most guys, George, say, yeah, I, w- I want to be a Denver Bronco for life. But that's not how Draymond Jones actually responded. And that that's kind of him understanding the situation, not really wanting to talk about it and go in great detail with the media, hoping that by making the statement that he did, it would kind of squash the communication. But I guess it's only going to intensify the communication based on what he said. Yeah, I mean, I, I was right there. Um, and I actually started the line of questioning about, I asked about, you know, Bradley Chubb being traded because obviously, it, you know, on social media, Draymond posted about Bradley and, and you know, it was it was something that um, I don't think he was like frustrated by the trade because he, right. he gets it. It's a business, but he hates to see Bradley go. They were really close. Uh, and then it was followed up saying, well, you know, Bradley being gone opens up some cap space. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation that the Broncos would like to sign you to the long term extension since Bradley's gone. And Draymond just said, well, I'm in year four and that's how I'm approaching it. And then it was followed up after that. That was just like, well, do you want to be in Denver long term? And he just said, I'm here right now. And my takeaway was kind of like yours. Like he doesn't want to talk about it. That was him trying to like communicate like, hey, don't ask me about it. And number two, I think he it was very calculated. Like I think he also it was something that's like, look, I want to get the most money I can get. And if that's in Denver, great. I'd love to play here. I like the Broncos. But also, I'm not going to just like take a hometown discount. Uh, and give them leverage by saying, I love the Broncos. I love staying in Denver. Uh, and then, you know, the you know GM George Payton comes back and says, hey, you said you wanted to stay in Denver. Here's a, you know, a nice team-friendly deal. I don't think Draymond is about that. But also Draymond, like pe- for people that don't know, like I've talked to Draymond quite a bit. He's just a very blunt, straightforward guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he hates the media, but I also don't think he like likes talking to the media. Uh, so I think you kind of have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt just because that's just Draymond's attitude. Like he's never going to be one that you know, he's not like Cortland Sutton. Like I remember Cortland last year, he'd get asked about his contract and be like, I love Denver. I love the Broncos. I love all this. I, I want to be here, all this stuff. That's just not Draymond. Like that's just not mm-hmm. his personality. Uh, he's not like that. So um, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting back and forth to, to witness, but I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that both sides are still probably working to get something done, I would assume. I'll tell you what. I mean, having a guy like Draymond uh, Jones, that, that's kind of a media dream because you know why well, uh, he's going to give you what you need as far as a bite, uh, be it good or be it bad, because he's very uh, outspoken. And you can still tell he's a little salty and he's still a little bothered by the Bradley Chubb uh, yeah. trade. And, and if, I were, if I were Draymond and I was kind of advising him, I would have told him, yeah, that's what you say. You tell the team, hey, listen, I want to be a Broncos for life, right? You play that head game that often teams play with you. And then when you start talking finances and they're not talking the numbers that you're talking about, then you can push on. But you play that game. You play that role. But now he's kind of rebuilt his hand being a very outspoken uh, person and player that now George Payton is thinking, well, we trade Bradley. The next guy in line to give money to will be Draymond. Should we now reconsider that? Because Draymond may not be the person. We know what he is as a player, but he may not be the person that we expected. And sometimes in negotiations, those type of factors are coming to play. Well, yeah, and it's always interesting. You know, George Payton called him a core player uh, last week uh, at the trade deadline, Draymond Jones. But 
He also called Bradley Chubb a core player just a few days, just a few days before trading. So I don't know if that's a death sentence in terms of uh, what your future looks like in Denver if you're called a core player, but uh, definitely an interesting one. Nick, before we get out of here, um, you know, let's go through quickly. What are some of the biggest keys to the game? We broke down the Titans run game. Maybe what's the biggest key on the other side of the ball uh, if, if the Broncos want to get a win on Sunday? Man, it is uh, controlling Jeffrey Simmons, man. And you're talking about a guy 6'4", about 350. I mean, Graham Glasgow may be the right guy for the Broncos to have at center this week instead of Lloyd Cushenberry, no dissing him. But it's going to be a physical type of game. And knowing as though Glasgow has shown that he has that versatility to play multiple positions, you're going to really need on his physicality. So when you think about it, you're going to need Glasgow, Quinn Miners, and Dalton Reisman. Those three guys are going to be really key. We're not even going to talk about outside edge, but if they can dominate the interior of the Titans' defensive line and give Russell time, create holes, it's going to work well for the Broncos. And also, knowing as though the Titans, one of the better teams in the league against the run, hopefully Coach Hackett don't do what some coaches do have done in the past, start to run the ball. You're not getting uh, high volume as far as yards, and you're abandoning of the run game, because if you do that, you play right in the hands of the Tennessee Titans. Now they can pin their ears back and really get after Russell. So it is going to be sticking to the run game, and you, and you and those offensive linemen, Graham Glasgow included, Jeffrey Simmons, you got to keep him off the stat sheet. Yeah, I think it's being able to run the football, uh, and that's just something the Broncos have not consistently been able to do this season. So I think you've got to stick with the run game, like you said, um, you know, continue to pound the ball. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, you know, they've got four different guys, throw a bunch of different looks at them, do some different things uh, to get that run game going. And then I think, you know, you're going to have to complete some big plays in the passing game. And, uh, you know, I think that you, you mentioned it, the Titans are really good against the run. They're, they're a little uh, suspect against the pass at times. So I do think, I know they shut down Patrick Mahomes though, uh, for the most part this last week, but I wonder if you can get, you know, Greg Dulcich involved a little bit, maybe KJ Hamler to take the top off down the field. You're going to need to complete some of those big plays, but those plays don't open up if you can't get the run game going. Like you said, you can't just, you know, throw the ball around, you know, 40, 50 times on Sunday and expect to win. So uh, that's, that's kind of my big takeaway for the offense is protect Russell Wilson and run the football. Uh, even if it's not working all the time, stick with it, keep going, try and wear them down. Uh, to where maybe you get in the fourth quarter and you're able to open some more things up. So uh, that's kind of my my biggest key on that side of the ball. Nick, what's your score prediction? Who you got on Sunday? It's going to be a tough defensive game. Like I said, slugfest. But I'm going to go with uh, the Broncos because when you look at the Titans uh, and uh, uh, Traylon Burks, he's not going to be in, in there for the Titans, and their wide receiver core is not the best in the league. So I'm going to go uh, Broncos in a close game. I'm going to call it, George, maybe uh, 17 – how about this? 17-6 Broncos. Wow. That's a big one, Nick. I I think last week – correct me if I'm wrong uh, – when we predicted the Jaguars game, I took the Broncos and you didn't. Uh, and so I, I was right. You didn't have any faith in them. Now you're picking them to beat the Titans – uh, who are a lot better than Jaguars. So I wonder what's, uh, what's changed <laughs> there uh, with, your, with your thinking. But uh, I'm taking the Titans. <laughs> uh, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling with the Titans. Listen, this week. After all of that and throwing me under the bus, you go, oh, I'm taking the Titans. Oh, yeah, I, 
I, I, I like the Titans. I think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. They're playing good football right now. Um, you know, I think it's going to be really tough to stop Derrick Henry. Like that just seems to be, it seems to be a really bad recipe for the Broncos, right? Uh, going up against a team that runs the ball really well and also stops the run really well. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know if the Broncos can do enough to win this. So I see the Titans winning something like 17, 10, 17, 13, something like that. I do think it's close because every Broncos game is close. So I think that the Broncos have a chance at the end of the game, but, uh, I like the Titans, uh, to win this one. Mm, you like the Titans, huh? I, I like how you kind of set that up. Like, like last week, uh, I went to the Broncos, <laughs> you chose the Jags, and almost like, you throwing me under the bus, Nick, you chose the wrong team, and then all of a sudden, you, you're taking an opponent. You're not even taking a home team uh, this week. Even though I know Derrick Henry is a, is a great player, to me, it takes more than just running the ball in this league to be successful. You eat up a lot of clock. But at, at the same time, you still need to throw the ball down the field. Like the Titans can't abandon the pass, just like the Broncos can't abandon the run once they're getting stuffed. And you brought up Greg Dosage, right? De Greg Dosage, before he was drafted, he was considered by me to be the Broncos version of Travis Kelsey. Unleash the beast, right? That's your guy. That's what you want. Quick passes, right? When you look at Patrick Mahomes, I think he what, what was like, like a, a 68 attempts, right? Throwing the ball. Russell's going to have to run. He's going to have to escape the pocket, pick up some of those yards to keep it in short and manageable. But I still think that this is a game that the Broncos should win because the coaching staff has had two weeks to prepare. If, if you have not made any changes on the offensive side of the ball and you cannot stop the run, then guess what? You know, maybe the season is lost. I don't want to think it, about it that way, but this is an opportunity for the Broncos to really stand up poke out their chest and say, you know what? Things didn't go well early on. Now we're trying to turn the corner. So I'm still going to ride with the Broncos on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is a big one, Nick. I said it at the, at the top of the show. Uh, you know, you win this one, and all of a sudden things are looking a, a lot better uh, in terms of, you know, trying to make a push for the playoffs. So they, they, they go out and they beat Tennessee. I, I think a lot of people's, um, you know, eyes or ears, whatever, will perk up and be like, oh, maybe the Broncos are on to something here. So – um, this is a big one. Nick, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend? Yeah, man. Um, celebrate this weekend uh, well. Obviously, around the league, you know, it's about salute the service. I had a chance to go to Fort Carson and hang out with a, a couple of people in the military. If you have military people in your family, please, you know, call them, thank them for their service and their sacrifice. And uh, everyone stay safe and be good. Yeah, definitely. Shout out my, my two grandpas. They both served in the military. So uh, definitely looking forward to that this weekend. But uh, Nick, thanks for joining me again this week. Uh, and thanks everybody for liking and sharing the podcast. Make sure you guys continue to subscribe and all that good stuff. And we will see you guys after the Broncos and Titans game on Sunday.